This is the I'm So Sure podcast, and I'm Scott. I'm Kevin. This week we are joined by our friend Matt. Who we've mentioned a million times. And who also <laughs> designed the artwork for our podcast. So welcome to the show, Matt. Hi. Well, this week we're here to talk to you about <laughs> Chaz. Okay, Chaz. Okay, Chaz. <laughs> and this is totally unplanned. When Kevin came up with the idea to do a share episode last week... This, um, I'm yeah, I don't, I don't have her birthday marked on my calendar. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not that gay. But as it turns out, that the day we're recording this is Cher's 70th birthday, and this is actually the 70th episode of the I'm So Sure Ooh. podcast. So, <laughs> wow. and I need to throw it in that we're just one day away from the Twin Peaks return on Showtime <laughs> on May 21st, the day that this episode. So will drop. you've stated, well, it's here. No, it's not. Well, it will be because it's we're going to... It's almost here. It's tomorrow. Yeah. In fact, let's just get this out of the way. I've made a little promo that we're going to have um, a segment on the podcast all during the run of the new show. And for people that don't care about Twin Peaks, you will probably enjoy it because it will be a whole bunch of Kevin saying, what the hell did that episode mean that we just watched? So, Well, you never know. I might love it. Yeah, you might. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so the segment is called Twin Peaks Critiques. And here's the intro for it. Owls are not what they seem. God, I love this music. Isn't it too dreamy? My log has something to tell you. I can't understand the word you're saying. You have a thing in your mouth. Oh, you I'm arguing on and I get what I want. Do you see cream corn on that plate? Agent Dale Cooper, you remind me today of a small Mexican chihuahua. I'll see you again in 25 years. Meanwhile, I was with me. How's it? How's it? How's it? How's it? How's it? Whatever. Not whatever. <laughs> I worked for like an hour and a half making that well, sound clip. Well, I said. Make it a 15-minute promo. I help myself. And also, without any um, echoey thing, I can't even understand what they're saying. That's okay. I need subtitles. That's okay. You need to invent <laughs> subtitles for podcasts. I wouldn't worry about it so much. I'm not, Trust me, I'm not. Uh, we have a retraction to make, too. I didn't want to re-record it because it was my mistake. That shares actually 71. So it's not quite the synchronicity I thought that it would be with our 70th episode and her 70th birthday. I'm still pretty close. But it's close. <laughs> so it was funny when I uh, I texted Scott just out of nowhere last week and I said, we should do a share episode. And you texted back immediately, oh, that's a great idea. Usually there's like a lot of back and forth. A lot and of no, no, I don't want to do that. Or no, that's dumb. No, like, I just, will not do this. Yeah. That was like the easiest easiest 
podcast idea ever. Oh, she's such a cultural icon, and we've seen her in concert, and, you know, we grew up watching her and uh, knowing who she was, so I think this is a, a good choice for us to talk about it. And good then to have Matt on this show, who we have <laughs> lots of inside jokes and stuff uh, about Cher, I think that was appropriate. Yeah. Plans for the weekend? <laughs> Say it. Yeah. <laughs> so do you guys remember, do you remember, what, what came first? Do you remember seeing the Shenny, Sunny and Cher variety show? Or do you remember hearing like uh, Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves, or I Got You, Babe, when you were really little? Well, I heard I Got You, Babe, every week at the end of their show. I, I think the show was probably yeah. the thing that I saw the It's first. definitely the show for me. And so stupid. I used to tell my mom, I'm going to get married to chastity when <laughs> when I grow up. That would work out really uh, well. Yeah. Well, maybe now it would. <laughs> <laughs> well. Well, chastity probably wouldn't like that idea any more than I would. No. So. Okay, Charles. <laughs> so what substantial are we going to say about Cher instead of just doing our impressions of her? Hmm. Well, she's the, what's Shirley Kulicker say? The multi-talented. Uh, the complex multi-talents. Yeah, of Cher. <laughs> she is very talented. It took me like an hour and a half to read her wiki page. Yeah. yeah not it's not really, but it's pretty dense. It's, I mean, TV, movies, music. She's had, like, four musical comebacks. Yeah, she's had many cycles in her musical career. Um, The only thing it didn't mention was her sanctuary catalog. (laughs) Do you remember that? When she was selling that goth kind of... Home furnishings. Dungeon-y castle, yeah. Home furnishings. Yeah, I didn't ever quite understand that, but... It was ahead of its time. Well, maybe like people, <laughs> maybe people that watch that. I guess it was ahead of its time. Maybe if you lived in the medieval times, oh. <laughs> maybe though that people watch that that Throne of Games show or Game of Thrones, uh, whatever, and 4K Blu-ray, not 401K Blu-ray, <laughs> whatever. These are things that make no difference in my life. But maybe those people would like the sanctuary stuff now. <laughs> you made me a birthday card one time that was the cover of her, one of those that she was wearing, like, some kind of chainmail headpiece. That was the cover. Yeah, yeah. that's my birthday card that you made me one year. <laughs> oh, I just, Is pulled, that right I there? just pulled that's this it. cover up on screen. Whoops. <laughs> Cher looks like she's in a medieval times yeah, reenactment. So, yeah. I had that sanctuary catalog, and... Years after the fact, I sold it on eBay, like when we were selling all kinds of stuff on eBay, and I don't remember how much I got for it exactly, but it was it was a lot of money for like a catalog. You know what this reminds me of? Looking at the, We're looking at the catalog now, and all you got to do is do a Google search and just put share sanctuary in, in images in Google search. We're looking at two pages from one of the catalogs. And um, I think there was just one catalog. Oh, it's just like crosses oh. and like little tin. Um, what do you call that? Uh, like a like a trunk and all this stuff. It makes me think of that episode. Swords and yeah, swords and candle the candle holders. fixtures. But yeah, it makes it me. Looks, well, it's all castle motifs. Yeah, stuff, so. it's like that episode of Friends where Rachel and Phoebe live together, and Rachel gets that <laughs> oh, gets that table at Pottery Barn, but Phoebe doesn't want any corporate stuff, so yeah. she says that so she got what, it at a flea market or antique. What market. era is it from? From the days of yore. Yeah. <laughs> One of them was yesteryear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like that. Um, it's a strange aesthetic for Cher to have thrown her celebrity behind. I wonder if her house looks like that now. Probably. Oh, I bet it does not. Yeah, yeah she seems not. like the kind of person that probably 
changes her design motifs with every few years or something. Well, she also doesn't know how to order pizza, or at least she didn't. <laughs> oh, I love it. So Kathy Griffin is good friends with Cher, and it's so funny when Kathy talks about Cher, because it's not that Cher is living in an alternate reality or universe. She's just been Cher for so long yeah. that she just doesn't understand how certain things work and um she wanted to order pizza and she said she calls kathy griffin kathleen kathleen how do you make pizza happen (laughs) something like that yeah that's that's funny when she talks about her friendship it's like a very unlikely friendship well let's go back to the beginning of Cher's career let's I would say the first time I remember seeing Cher was on the Sunny and Cher show. I remember all those little orange balls mm-hmm. that were like on the their backdrop with their like it was kind of like a cartoon silhouette of them on the little yeah. balls. So yeah, their show was at a time when Variety Show was one of the top draws on um, network television. I mean, you know, there was like obviously there was the. Um, Oh my God! What's that guy's name? That the Flip Wilson. Well, Flip Wilson had a show. I'm talking about going way back when it when it would be like uh, one host, and then it would be like different people coming out all the time. That set the format. Who's who's that guy? Like with the Beatles on his show and Ed Sullivan. Ed Sullivan. Ed Sullivan. So the celebrity variety show. You know, it seemed like that really got big in the 70s, the, the early 70s. Captain Tennille. And Donnie Marie. Yeah. Shields and Yarnell. <laughs> I love Shields and Yarnell. That's the highest Those concept. Those were all Sid and Marty Croft shows, too. Yeah. In fact, I just pulled up the info on the Sunny and Cher show because I wondered if... Um, Oh my God! What? Who was those producers? I'm sorry, Sid and Marty Croft. If they were connected, but I don't know. I don't think so. No, there's no mention of them in the uh, production credits for the show. I recall when this show ended, and because Sonny and Cher were divorced, that's how like my mom explained what divorce was to me. Was because of Sonny and Cher. So, learning new lessons every day. Life lessons from Cher. I've had a feeling that show was on longer, but it only was on from 71 to 74. But obviously, I was only two years old when it started. So yeah, in my mind, it's like all my life that, you know, for that. that and time, I, I recall it was really weird when they divorced and Cher came back with her own show. And it was so weird to see just her name by itself, like without Sunny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was still a good show, yeah. but it... Um, it was just very weird, especially when you're just a little kid, you know, it's just like, you just don't understand that kind of stuff. Understand the first word I heard. This is not the mind Out of dearest. any of you was that word. <laughs> Podcast. Understand. Oh, but not now. All right. Well, let's have a little Thank music. Thank you, Diana. <laughs> let's have a little, um, you know, she was on Lost. I would love if Diana Scarwood actually popped up in the new Twin Peaks. What too. does this have to do with Cher? Well, let's play Sonny and Cher's classic song, I Got You, Babe. Let's.
do you remember when UB40 and Chrissy Hine? I was just thinking that while we were that. listening to that, yeah. I hate that. Yeah, I don't like that either. I think... Uh, I don't hate it. Well, I, I have like a 80s page on Facebook, too, called 80s Gradies. And I would say among all the members of the page that UB40 is probably the most hated Great. Really? Oh, people just can't stand them. That's not that I don't like them. I just kind of don't care. You know? I think it's a little bit what, of both. Well, Red Red Wine is kind of annoying. Oh. That's, I think and, that's probably why people... And that's a Neil Diamond song. I don't have a problem with UB40. They're just not a group that I even think of, like, to go back to very often. I guess Red Red Wine was overplayed big time. <laughs> I said it like, Baba Wawa, Wen Wen Baba Wawa, Wen Wen Wen. So we were just doing a little real research about uh, Cher's first feature film, and it's called Chastity, which is, of course, their daughter. But apparently that's a big well, bomb. Well, their guys... son now. Well, yes, born their daughter, but their son. And um, I have never seen this movie. I don't even know if it's yeah. been on TV. It was or a big failure. Yeah. I've never seen it. And apparently they financed the money and um, pawned the furniture in their Bel Air mansion to fund the movie, and then... It failed, and they ended up owing the government like two hundred and seventy thousand dollars in taxes. Good grief! So, but um, well, so Matt, explain what you were just saying about the why they uh, went on tour. They went on the road with kind of a nightclub act, which she didn't want to do apparently, but that led to the the act was so successful, and people kind of liked their shtick, especially mm-hmm. her sort of being sarcastic to him. Yeah, and that's how I think it was Fred Silverman or somebody. Oh, president of NBC. Yeah, yeah, but I think he was at CBS. At the, yeah, CBS. And he offered right them now. a show based on that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, she would have never probably had the longevity. I yeah. mean, there's no way of knowing, but I'm I'm sure that kind of helped her segue into being a different kind of an entertainer, entertainer other than just a recording artist. Yeah. Well, when I was reading her wiki, like, Sunny made her do all kinds of things that she really <laughs> did not want to do. Like, musically speaking. And I don't think any of those things ended up being very successful. It was like when she did things... I'm talking about outside of the Sunny and Cher spectrum. spectrum, Like, when she was doing solo things. um, The things that she did with other people were, I think, the ones that were most successful for her. But it was really interesting how she had four separate comebacks in the music industry because she would like, you know, reinvent herself, reinvent herself and go away for several years. And I remember in the eighties when I was working at the first record store that I worked at, that was when her share album came out. And I recall just thinking share has a, album coming out like I wasn't all that jazzed about it because she was pretty much known as an actress at that point yeah yeah and um but it it was very successful and I can't even remember what was the first hit off of that I found someone yeah I found someone I love that yeah. we've jumped really far <laughs> let's go back though after the divorce and then she had her solo songs like Gypsies Tramps and Thieves and Half Breed um, but then, yeah, like her second phase of her musical um, success was her kind of doing disco music. And one of my favorite songs by her is Take Me Home. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's yeah. play a little bit of that. Okay. Take me home, take me home. Oh, can't you see I want you to leave? 
So we're skipping around wildly, but it's <laughs> it's hard not to since her yeah. career's been so long and so varied. But um, in the 60s, late 60s, she and Sonny had gone to London. And... They met, got, they got yeah. kicked out of a hotel, a famous hotel, and I can't remember which one it was, but uh, they made the front page of all the papers and then all the kids became obsessed with them. For They were like the top story for a whole week. And the kids there started to dress, yeah, like and wearing fur vests and <laughs> that's a hot look. and bell bottoms. <laughs> yeah. And so, and then when they came back to the states, there were thousands of people waiting for them at the airport. I think that was their one of one of their biggest like yeah. tastes of fame at the yeah, time. Superstar. Yeah. Moments. They were the cat's meow. Yeah. Well, that's why they have their own Barbie dolls, <laughs> which we have right here. They're right next to the microphone. Well, that show, that TV show, was heavily marketed to kids. Yeah. It was like, which is kind of odd because... It is odd, because she's a sex symbol. Yeah, but some of those songs are pretty sexy, and her outfits are really sexy, yeah. but it was a... Really, it was a family show. It was just sort of edgy. Yeah. But it was enjoyable for everybody, so... Yeah. But yeah, there but were all was, kinds of things for kids. That's from, just how TV was... Yeah. Back then, it was like everything was appropriate for everyone. Yeah. For the most part, like I don't remember. There was no parental. Yeah. This episode contains parental no or adult content like and viewer discretion. It was just advice. a very different world. It yeah. was, and I think people were not so concerned about protecting kids from stuff because that's very true. Yeah, they weren't so reactionary to everything. Mm. Yeah, and you just—I mean, nothing was shocking. Like you would. It got to the point with, you know, Cher's outfits through the years, you know, like when she'd show up at the Academy Awards or anything like that, people would just, some people would just be like, oh, well, look what she's wearing now. Right. But I remember just thinking. That's I, what she does. That's what she does. Yeah. I wouldn't expect anything else. Yeah, if from she her. just had like a t shirt and jeans on, you'd be, that's the thing that would surprise <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, that's yeah. surprising. <laughs> like when you see her, like, kind of down key, like low key, like with just jeans and a, like a jacket on and just her hair not just hanging there just not doing anything crazy it's just I mean not just, that she doesn't look just good just her everyday grocery store just her everyday wig. grocery store wig. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like before we started doing today's episode we were watching share videos and by the time she got to believe I mean even though she had that weird thing on her head yeah. her clothes were pretty normal yeah yeah it was like business casual it's always sort yeah. of like with the times, but maybe just elevated a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not so much in the 70s. Over the top in the 70s. Well, but, yeah. But se everything yeah. about the 70s was over yeah. the top. And yeah. then talk about, you know, like her wardrobe and her costumes that yeah, she we had should, designed. Yeah, we should talk about Bob Mackie a little bit. Bob Mackie, who designed all the costumes for Mama's Family. <laughs> How does it not exclusively. He, did, he did the Sonny and Cher show and Carol Burnett Carol at the Burnett. same time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty incredible how good he he looks the same. He yeah, looks, he looks exactly the same. Yeah. Just he's just aged a little bit, but 
He looks great. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised that he's still alive. <laughs> well, just because he's been, like, that's... I think he's just a hard worker. Yeah, that's that, just a name yeah, that you've focused. heard for years. Yeah. So. Yeah. He designed all of her, her um, Academy Award outfits and... Well, I mean, I think anyone that was alive at the time remembers her showing up at, like, the... Was it like the year she won the Oscar for Moonstruck at the Academy Awards? And she yeah, was just was, so over the top, even yeah, for her at the time. Like that, yeah, it was a little bit like that look. This is before Sorry, that. listeners, you can't see that. But. So yeah, I'm trying to get a picture. Sorry. So the I think the most famous dress that she wore to the Academy Awards was the one that kind of looked like a tarantula. And according to... Wikipedia. Wikipedia... She wore it because she wanted to show her scorn for the system, which we're assuming... I guess like the Hollywood, Hollywood system. system. Maybe. She had clashes with Peter Bogdanovich, who had directed... Her in Mask. Mask. Yeah. Oh, so, Laura Dern was in Mask. She was really good. And you know she's going to be on the new Twin Peaks. Laura Dern is on the new um, Kimmy, Kimmy Schmidt. Schmidt. Well, <laughs> she gets around. So shove it. She does get around. <laughs> Well, let's talk some about Cher's movies. Matt and I were talking yeah. the other day about how, like, even though we love Cher, there's, like, a whole bunch of her movies I've never seen. <laughs> and when I, I Netflixed her name, and the only thing that comes up is Pee-wee's Christmas special. Yeah. Which, obviously, we've all seen that. So then I just typed Cher into my DVR, you know, for mm-hmm. the U-verse. And the only movie that came up was Witches of Eastwick, which I know it's shocking to some people that I had never seen it. <laughs> I just didn't have any interest in it. And also, that was a all. movie that I went to go see with other friends at the time. Mm. And then I said, oh, you need to see that. And you said, nope, you've already seen it. I'm not going to go see it with you if you've already seen it. Well. I'll never see it. It's your fault that I'm never seeing it. I hadn't seen it for a long time, and then I watched it again this week, and... Uh... It's a hard watch. It's it's I it took me time. It's really they changed a lot from the book because I read the book at the time. It took me three days to watch the whole movie. <laughs> like I had to watch it in sections because it's. I mean, it's just we can say this about any movie. It's definitely a product of its time. For sure, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it's thirty years old this year. Yeah, and actually, I thought out of everyone in it, I thought Cher was actually the best. I saw on. Um... When Susan Sarandon was on Watch What Happens Live, she said that she borrowed dresses and wigs from Cher for that movie. Oh, really? And it really makes sense, too, because, like, when she shows up more glamorized with the yeah. red, the, you can tell she's got, like, more than one wig on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that looks like something Cher would wear, so yeah. it makes a whole lot of sense. I, the, the movie wasn't at all what I expected it to be. I didn't really know what I expected. But, like, you would think with all my years that I worked in video stores that I would have seen it. I remember renting that movie out to hundreds of people mm-hmm. i just i don't know i just i didn't care but i watched it because i wanted to you know be able to talk about something else on this episode right i really and love the tone of the movie the cinematography the music by john williams is great and i just like the dark twisted comedic elements of it it's a lot more uh, glamorous and more sexual in the book. Yeah. I remember... <laughs> I don't know why. This is the thing that sticks with me from that book is they had to fly in somebody's window to get hair. 
their hair somehow to cast a spell on them. And they got, they scraped some hair from a bathtub that some lady had shaved her legs in the bathtub. Ew! <laughs> that's, what, that's the thing I got from that book. I don't know why that's the well, specific. In, in the yeah. movie, they get it from Jack Nicholson's comb. Yeah, but this was for a woman. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe, um... Veronica Cartwright. Yeah. Who I yeah. love. Yeah, she was really good in it. I'm just, I'm not a Jack she, Nicholson fan. Oh, me neither. Oh, my... I, I really wanted to cut that little ponytail off the back. It was... Oh, bad. I know. It was just <laughs> like... It was a bad time for men's hair. Well, but it was so... You know it's how, always a bad time for him. But, like, you know how... I think... I'm hoping that that trend is over, but, like, you know, the man bun. Oh, I think that's sort of it. Yeah. I think it's been um, satirized so much that it's... Well, it just is just automatic douchebag. The only man that but, can wear a man bag, like, a man bun like that is Gene Simmons. And, uh, not well, even, yeah, and not even yeah. really. But yeah, so that ponytail was sort of like... That was a dumb then, too. Yeah, I hated would, that thing. And it's too. just like, he didn't have enough hair to really be... Yeah, you know? I, don't, I don't know. And I understand about. that his character was supposed to be very unappealing, which Cher told <laughs> him. That, Typecasting. Yeah, Cher was just like, you're ugly, you're gross, you smell, you're disgusting. But like, I always hated it. Every year at the Academy Awards, when Jack Nicholson would be sitting in the front with his sunglasses, row. it's like who the fuck cares about you? I mean, I guess obviously a lot of people, I people like enjoy him, Jack but like Nicholson. I just he was really good in The Shining. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's versatile as an. It's like, it seems like he always plays the same. Yeah, now he does for sure. If it, I mean, it's been years. Uh, he's but remember much retired, that I think remember that horrible movie we went to go see with Angela. Um, called Wolf. Oh, oh, that was really a misfire. Yeah. But it was him reuniting with Michelle Pfeiffer and I was like, oh, it's exciting to see them back together after being in Witches of Eastwick and then both having their own Batman movie performances and then you were like, I don't care. I've never seen them together in Witches of Eastwick. (laughs) Was no great shakes to you. But I'm just trying to think what other movies, like, I've only seen bits and pieces of Mask. I've seen Mask. I've seen Mask. Which... Uh, Eric Stoltz is an asshole in that in that movie. <laughs> she's not. <laughs> she's not very likable either. Yeah. yeah, she's pretty hard to deal with. I mean, yeah. she's no nonsense in that movie. Um, I remember seeing um, at the theater. I saw Suspect with um, I, Dennis Quaid. I was going to try to watch that this week, but I didn't have time. It's yeah. on my desktop. I've not gonna... seen it since then, but I remember thinking it was you know it was along the lines of those thriller, a little I bit sexy it. movies, but not sexy, mm-hmm. dirty, like Basic Instinct or Fatal Attraction, but it was a little bit like that. That was one of the movies that she, I think she had three movies in 1987. Yeah, she had one of them. Uh, Moonstruck, which obviously she won the Academy Award I've seen for. that. I have never seen that, and I kind of don't want to. Yeah, I've it's seen just... it. She's good in it, but the movie itself doesn't do a lot for me. Yeah. I like, know. I saw it the one time, and that's all I needed to it was see. On, it. it was on TV this week. It was on, like, last night or something. I hit the record button, and I might watch it later, but I kind of... Well, and they just... The only thing that they ever... Whenever someone mentions Moonstruck, you see that scene... Snap out of it. Snap out of it. And I just got really tired of that. Yeah. I enjoy how Nicolas Cage's character is... Uh, minus a hand, he has like an artificial hand in the movie. Oh, I didn't know. That I don't even movie. remember that I at see. all. I That's only like him in one movie, Valley Girl, <laughs> Wild at Heart. Oh, two. Yeah, You're right. He's I like him in Wild at Heart. That's before he became a caricature of himself, kind yeah. of, sort of. Um, I remember we went to go see Tea with Mussolini. Yeah, that was which good. That probably no one's seen that except us. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not even chairs. We yeah. saw that at the movie theater. Yeah, I don't know wh- how uh, 
You got me to go see that in the theater. I don't know. It was just one of those things. I mean, it had Judy Dench in it and Maggie Smith and Lily Tomlin. So it was an interesting diversion for Cher to be in that. But remember, you know, we I think Matt just mentioned it, Mermaids. That was like one of yeah. her last very yeah. commercially successful movies. That's cute. I like that. Okay. I haven't seen that in a really long time. Yeah, I me think, neither. I think he said Mermaids when it wasn't recording. Well, oh, we've been stopping and starting a whole bunch of times. It's yeah. okay. You're, you need to pay attention. More. You need to pay more attention to <laughs> Twin Peaks. Well, you made a big faux pas on last week's episode. You edited something out, so like a sentence that I said didn't make sense. Thank you. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I, think mer- <laughs> I think Mermaids is probably more well-known for... Shares cover of the Shoop Shoop song. It's yeah, his kiss. that was that, that was, was kind of that was a giant hit in England. It wasn't so much a giant hit over here. But, but the video played a lot. Yeah, I remember yeah. seeing that video a lot. Mm-hmm. I think I saw the video before I saw the movie. So, after Mermaids, she was offered um, roles in the War of the Roses and Thelma and Louise, but she was having health issues. She had that um, Epstein Barr virus, and so she just. She kind of quit working. She wasn't doing movies. She wasn't doing music. But she was able to do her infomercials. I remember those being on <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Yeah. For that was one of the first infomercials that I remember people talking about all yeah. the time. Well, she was like the biggest star Lori in da- one. Lori Davis <laughs> hair. I just remember them making fun of it on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And Chris Farley has that Lori Davis saying, no alcohol. <laughs> Christina Applegate, who I think was supposed to be Cher. I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. yeah. What about, um, this is uh, off topic, but it's infomercial related, the Susan Powder, stop the insanity. I guess uh, that was later, but that was like... We loved that. That was a huge thing. Yeah. I looked her up recently. I saw pictures of her with like dreadlocks. Those are like taped onto her head. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know she radically changed her look or what. I even have like that Susan Powder book. Yeah. I remember I had like a tape or something that you, okay. I think you gave me something that was Susan Powder. We were just obsessed with her. Well, for a, a hot minute, she, she loved was hot like all over potato. the place. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, Cher, um, she... Wait, let's she let's consider Thelma and Louise. What do you think, who do you think she would have played? Oh, I think she was supposed to be, be Regina Davis. She, Which one was Regina really, Davis? Really? That, yeah. that was, that was, um... Thelma. Oh, I would see her more as the Louise. Yeah, I would see her as the Susan Sarandon part. Like, yeah. a, a little bit more mature and more even-tempered. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. Like and then War of the, the Roses, it was... Kathleen Turner. No, she was not. Michael Douglas's role. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Danny DeVito's role. As the Danny lawyer. DeVito's role. <laughs> How come he doesn't work much? Well, he's on that TV show that I've never seen. People love that show. I know. I should binge it someday. I know. Our I friend Corey has told me many times like that I should watch it, but... What is it? It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh. It's available is streaming. It? <laughs> is it? <laughs> well, I don't think it probably really is. Probably not. Well, back to Cher. She... <laughs> Um, told a magazine, Ladies Home Journal, uh, quote, suddenly I I became the infomercial queen and it didn't occur to me that people would focus on that and strip me of all my other things. Yeah, it was kind of weird at the time that somebody that famous would do something that people sort of considered maybe kind of low rent like that. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. But she didn't think, you know, about it before she did it. Like, apparently that's what she said, but... 
I probably wouldn't have either. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it was like when uh, Halston sold his name to Pennies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was like, oh. I mean, yeah, would you expect to turn on TV and see Madonna, like, doing a... Yeah. Uh, infomercial but, I mean, it's for understandable that I would have been excited about that. But it was understandable that she wanted to still... Be in the public eye. And she still well, wanted yeah, to work. I mean, and yeah. this is just what she could do because of her health. And she'd always done commercials for other things. Like, right. she did the, those um, health club oh, commercials. Yeah. Was yeah. it Bally's or something? I think so. Yeah, I remember those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was... I remember Joy Behar had like a oh yeah her, that was one of her jokes in her stand up talking about her. yeah talking about was it Heather Locklear was in the know. she was in the or Heather Thomas it was one of those Heathers was in a it was probably Heather Locklear. was in a Bally's commercial and she was just like are you ready to do it and Joy Behar was like I'll slap her <laughs> well she did so Cher did. Some little things like appeared in cameos in a couple movies. Oh, a movie that I like and I have on Blu-ray that you don't want to see. It's called The Player. I have no interest. Yeah, I don't know what that is. That's a Robert Altman movie. That's like a. Oh well, that makes almost everyone in it plays actually themselves, themselves as a celebrity, uh, except like Tim Robbins and um, who's um, I can have it all. Cynthia Stevenson. <laughs> She's in it. Uh, it's a really good movie. I yeah. just I don't like. Tim Robbins, like Tim Robbins and Andrew McCarthy and there's some other actor that I can't think of. They all just, they're, to me, they're like saltine crackers. They're just like... You know, I love Tim a good Robbins Zesta. Is, is kind of, um, I think he's kind of obsessed with himself a little bit. Yeah, I, I just, see. I think they're like just very bland. Remember when he and Susan Sarandon were all political? They were oh, all oh, sexy oh. duo, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I just, they're like a, about as exciting as a glass of water. So, uh-huh. Like, to this day, I feel that Andrew McCarthy, like, almost ruined Pretty in Pink. Well, he's just like... <laughs> he's just blah. Like, I just don't care. He's like a scoop of vanilla ice cream where they forgot to put the vanilla flavor in it. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of vanilla, we should talk about her perfume. Oh, yeah, so you... Because that's probably one of the notes in it. <laughs> <laughs> you would know all about that. I kind of don't remember what the bottle was looking like. I was trying to think of it this morning. What was it called? Uh, uninhibited. I was trying to find an, an ad for it. And I it probably looked like something... But... The bottle probably looked like something out of the Sanctuary catalog. Well, I was th- the, the bottle that I had in my head was actually the bottle of the Elizabeth Taylor perfume. I thought it was purple. Oh. And I don't think it was. I can't remember what it looked like, but the commercials were really cool. Well, I, she... I would get excited when it, the commercial came on. Hang on, wait, look. She was just kind of walking on a beach. I'm really inhibited. I feel totally inhibited. <laughs> Okay, Chaz. <laughs> <laughs> I would get so excited when those commercials came on. I actually don't remember that at all. I remember going to smell it, and one of my friends in high school, from high school, had it. But uh, Was she uninhibited? <laughs> not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> that bottle kind of looks like a Shalimar bottle. I was thinking it was purple. It's but a I was dead wrong. giveaway! <laughs> Different Shalimar. Oh. 
<laughs> dancing in They're not the dancing in the shoes. Oh. Well, that's the only time that Shalimar's good. So do we want to like segue into Cher's dating history and all the celebrities sure. that she's dated? <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll offer up all of our opinions on her. Questionable taste in men yeah. at times. There's some interesting choices for yeah. sure. I mean, you know, obviously there was Sonny Bono who she was married to, and then she was also married to... Greg Allman. Greg Allman, like, they got married, like, a couple days after her divorce was final from Sonny. And they weren't, I don't think they were married all that long. He, well, he, what did I just, oh, that was on that biography that I watched. He told her he was a heroin addict. Oh. Like, after they got married, and she couldn't handle it, and she, like, left. Yeah. Well, who can blame you? <laughs> yeah, really? Well, and they had their, um, her second child, Elijah Blue. She took the boy, and she took, uh, chastity, and... Did I ever tell you about that girl that I used to, um, she sat next to me in choir in high school and, um, I don't want to say her name, but, um, she was, we had so much fun. She was the one that like when our uh, choir instructor one day wore this, a green sweater, a green skirt, green pantyhose. (laughs) <laughs> just out of nowhere. Okay, this girl's first name was Kim. Yeah. The the this girl, um, she went ribbit. <laughs> like the the everything was real quiet. <laughs> and she just goes ribbit <laughs> everywhere. The whole there's like eighty people in the choir. They were just like ah. But anyway, like sometimes in just in the middle of class, she would just she would blurt out. Elijah Blue. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've heard you say that before. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't understand. She was completely obsessed with just the name Elijah Blue, which is <laughs> Cher's son's yes. name. Remember his group, Deadsy? He's a rocker. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. He was kind of gothy for a while, too, wasn't he? I don't know. Oh, Deadsy was tell. kind of. Well, um, wasn't Chastity in a band, too? Ceremony <laughs> with, with her. <laughs> was that funny? <laughs> Stupid name. But it was with her, um, <laughs> her girlfriend. Oh, yeah. they then they looked like hippies, kind yeah, of. Yeah, I kind of. And I just barely her that. girlfriend actually died. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, I don't know. I feel bad for making fun of it. Well, you weren't making fun of it. You just did. the name. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, we. I remember that was um, a CD we had when I worked at the record store. Well, I remember going back to Cher's dating history. That I was like, super excited to find out that she dated Gene Simmons. She his, lived with him yeah. for like two years. Well, they even she even performed on a song on his solo album called "Living in Sin," and the chorus oh, is like, "I'm living in sin at the Holiday Inn." Wow, that's <laughs> a fun song. Here, let me let's that's play cute. let's play part of it. She's in the intro of the um, song, and or no, I think it's the uh, like a mid section, and she plays a groupie. Wow. Hello, baby. So, yeah, that song is probably not our listeners taste and style. Didn't that song win <laughs> Song of the Year at the Grammy Awards? What, Living in Sin at the Holiday Inn? I was being sarcastic, Sheldon. Well, it should have won. <laughs> Bazinga. 
So, okay, who else has she dated? Well, curiously, Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah, I had... Okay, so... We're jumping all over the place. I don't remember where I heard this, but she said she had sex with them, and it was some of the best sex she'd ever had. Well, I, I don't understand why people think that Tom Cruise is gay because I just want to they people want to think that about it a lot of people just like yeah, Richard a, Gere and yeah, I don't like think he's gay. and oh. what surprises me is that gay people say it as if it's a slam to Tom Cruise why? And it's just like I just don't. Understand. I don't want him to be on our team. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't understand that. And like, I he just doesn't strike me as gay he, at all. He just seems crazy to me. Not yeah. Not well, that's gay. a whole other thing. Like I mean, usually you know, gay people are funny and clever, and I mean, not to say just, that we we are, but what we, you'd like well, to think he's so. Supposedly, yeah, he just doesn't a very genuine person, but he doesn't come off that way to me. No, yeah. not at all. And so she was also with like Val Kilmer and I Warren Beatty. I can barely remember that. She liked her top gun hunks. I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's working her way that. through the cast. Ray, Ray Liotta. And Richie Sambora of Bon Jovi oh. fame. Well, he wrote, didn't he write some of her hits? Yeah. I, I think John Bon Jovi had oh, did something he write to do with. Yeah, John Bon Jovi and then Desmond Child, who had worked with Kiss. Oh, okay. Yes. That makes he, sense. He was a co writer of I yeah. Was Made for Loving You. Oh. So, but and I, but look, go back. Mark Hudson, remember from the, the Hudson, Hudson brothers. brothers? That was another variety. That was another show. variety. Show. That's yeah. Kate. That's a hard. That's, well, no, that's her. Kate uncle. Hudson's uncle. Yeah. yeah, Bill Hudson is. Yeah, but Mark Hudson was like the wacky one. <laughs> I don't even remember the Hudson. Brothers. You don't remember that? No. The, the Hudson uh, Hudson Brothers Razzle Dazzle Variety Hour or something. Yeah, like that. I watched it not too long ago. It's hard to watch, but I loved it as a kid. Yeah, I loved it too. I have no memory. Michael, Michael Bolton. Bolton. Ugh. You know, he has a really good sense of humor about himself now, which he was just makes him and... slightly more appealing. He was just on Fresh Off the Boat, playing himself. Oh, really? I had to stop watching that show. It was pretty funny. He was like, he wanted to buy into the restaurant. Oh. But he didn't, he was very flat. He couldn't even play himself very well. Oh. Now, the mother just, I couldn't deal with her anymore. Constance Wu. They've um, calmed her down a little bit. She's a lot nicer than she used to be. And then, like, I was watching The Real O'Neills. That that kind of filled the space. And that's been canceled now, but I don't think I'll go back to Fresh Off the Boat. It's cute. I still like it. Yeah. I don't dislike it, but I don't. I, I watched like the first two seasons, but avoid. I usually avoid co- comedies. <laughs> so you stay nice. <laughs> I don't avoid them. I just you're don't. a funny person. I don't know why I, you avoid I comedies. Just, I don't make a habit of watching like sitcoms unless I don't it's know. Full House. Well, so we grew up with sitcoms and. And I watched. I mean, you a lot did too, them. but I mean, I, that's comfort food for I think some of us. And like, like watching old Alice's from Logo. Oh no, yeah. I'll watch old stuff. I, I mean, it's so repetitive; it, it just kind of makes you feel good. <laughs> well, I just the reason why I like sitcoms, it's just the world now is such an unfunny place. Well, that's true. That I don't want to see gritty violence. It's. I just look at comedies and sitcoms as being like an escape. I need yeah. something joyful. To to watch. It's, I'm all over the place with what I like. I like a little bit of everything. I'll be filled with joy when I'm watching Twin Peaks. I'm glad there's I some, will too. I'm glad there's I'm something that's going to well. make you joyful, and I hope it doesn't disappoint you because you always. I'm trying to have no expectations. I'm just happy that it exists. Okay, back to Cher's dating. 
Who else is on the list? Well, oh, the, um, there's the main one that was the... Like, oh, the bagel. The bagel guy. Well, oh. he's not really a celebrity, but he became well, he a celebrity. Well, he was a celebrity. Through, yeah, Rob, Cher. Rob, Rob Camaletti. Camaletti. I always thought he was so cute. I wonder whatever happened to him. Uh, I don't know. That's Look him up on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Let's friend him on Facebook. I, uh, I, I just love that go. period of Cher so much. The Cher album from 87. Yeah. They, uh... My friend Sherry would come and pick me up for school every day, and Sherry. she had this awesome 57 Chevy mm-hmm. that had, uh, it was red, and it had red and white seats, and it had a tape deck in it, and we would listen to that Cher album every day. Do you remember the special edition of the Cher album that came with the tarot cards? Yeah, that was, that was um, Love Hurts, I think, because yeah. I always think that... Um, if I could turn back time came from Cher, but it's Love Hurts. Yeah. Yeah. I always get those two confused. Isn't that the album that had two different covers? Because the original cover was like this painting of her that was sort of... Oh, it was like a skull? A, a, was that Heart of Stone? I was Heart of Stone a single? Heart of Stone yeah. a single. I think it was Love Hurts, though, that had the... It was like this little teeny tiny little painting of her on this big thing with... Maybe like this heart that had a crack in it or something. Oh, okay. And then it was really not good artwork. And then they changed the artwork to it just became some kind of like generic picture of her. And I remember that. It just said like share love hurts. Yeah. They they was changed. it like a I I maybe that's a single cover that I remember. And it's like a a heart with a a dagger sticking in it. I think that must be. A I song. remember that was like in that wooden box. That was the yeah. yeah that was with the terror. Yeah, cards. you gave that to me. Yeah. There is no obvious Facebook presence of Rob Camaletti that oh. I can find. Oh. Sad, well. sad, sad. Well, I always thought he was really cute, and he was under all the videos at the time. That's the first time we'd ever seen him. Really, yeah. I think oh, yeah. was, says, I found someone and it says um, he's an actor. Well, he was in "If These Walls Could Talk." The share was. He's in soap dish. And born on the 4th of July. Wow. A Tom Cruise connection. Hmm. And the very best of Cher, the video collection. <laughs> well, yeah, he's in those two videos. <laughs> With some jacked up hair. But then it was the 80s, so. Don't you know. <laughs> so many things that come and go. <laughs> That's what I. That's how I like my share with a, wearing a dress that looks like it came from the hardware store. <laughs> <laughs> Walking down a random railroad track. <laughs> well, because what? she's all upset about losing her boyfriend to Virginia Madsen. <laughs> Why is Virginia Madsen in my video? Let's play some of that song right now. So. <laughs>
Scott, you missed a chance to talk about... Well, Virginia Matson is the princess in Dune, directed by David Lynch. Don't think I didn't think about that. <laughs> and don't think I, I didn't, about that. didn't think about when we were talking about Witches of Eastwick that the actor Carl Stroykin, who plays Lurch in the Adams Family and is in oh, Witches yeah. of Eastwick, is also the giant in Twin Peaks, and he'll be back on the new season. Oh. Did, and I sent you a text while I was watching it, and I said, Isn't the giant from Twin Peaks in this? And you said yes. Why yes? And then what did I say? Do I score points for knowing? <laughs> no. <laughs> you should know all this stuff. Well. <laughs> no, it's good that you know that. I was happy that you realized that. So Cher went on to enjoy many hits in the 80s. And she also liked to perform on 90s. the deck of a... A naval vessel with oh, sailors yeah, and wearing yeah. a rubber band. And her son. And her son, yeah. Elijah Blue's in that. Elijah like, Blue. Playing the playing bass the guitar or, guitar or, something. or something. Yeah. But that was constant. That was a heavy rotation on MTV. Well, but MTV would only play it at, at night. night. But at first they didn't. They played it all the time at, yeah. at first. But then when people were like... Complaining. Oh, really? would complain about that. I, know. <laughs> I always thought uh, in that video, you know how... I think she's had all of her tattoos removed, or yeah. a lot of them. But I, she had those big batak tattoos, oh, and yeah. I always thought it looked like mold. I was kind like, of reminded me of like a Lennox plate, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to eat off of it. I just no. was like, oh, it looks like she's got a moldy ass. It wasn't a good look. Well, I think that outfit was a little more covered up than it really looked like. I think it was. It just it had was suggestive. Well, speaking of suggestive. She was the first person allowed on network TV to show her belly button. Oh, that's right, because Barbara Eden couldn't. She got in a lot of trouble trying to show her belly Mabel. button as as genie. Yeah. Well, good for Cher. Leave it to Cher to, to make <laughs> strides for women everywhere to show their navels. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder who was the person that decided Cher is going to be the one. I don't know. Well, it was just time, the time had come. I mean, I mean it was yeah. like akin to, you know, them not showing Elvis shake his hips and do all the gyrations. You know, it's, yeah. it's just the repression of really It's America. crazy what people would get upset about. And then by the 70s, no one got upset about anything. And now it's like we're yeah, kind of back. The pendulum has swung back. It's yeah, gone back way into the dark ages again. And people get... I get so surprised at people that are like our age or even younger than us, you know, people that have kids and how they think everything is so shocking and offensive and they just feel like they need to guard their children from absolutely everything. I don't feel it, think they felt like that until they had kids. I think having kids does that to you. Maybe, I really do. Maybe it just makes you extremely protective to, like, the nth degree. I don't know. Like, my mom didn't shield us from yeah. anything. <laughs> my mom and dad always trusted me that I wasn't going to get yeah. anything. Like, it's crazy. Like, uh, that laundry detergent... The you know the pods now oh, yeah. that there's a new commercial that um, <laughs> it shows like the the bag of the pods falling onto the floor and like this little boy like picks it up and the mother's like oh oh because kids are putting these pods in their in their mouths well they are candy colored yeah. but I mean they are shockingly attractive my if that my it mom tastes like yeah, candy my mom would have just said oh don't eat that it's soap and then that would have been enough yeah. and I wouldn't have ever done it again yeah. but like I bought a bag of the laundry detergent a couple weeks ago and I couldn't even figure out how the fuck to get into the bag oh, I just had to cut the stuff. whole thing off yeah they make all those things impenetrable like I don't have kids 
I'm I just, just use the um, dish tabs that are like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we use those, too. Yeah. You remember when um, people said that she had had ribs removed? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, People got that's... all up in arms about that, and of course that's not real. No. Although, you know, they that rumor's been brought back, like, on the TV show Feud that just finished recently. Oh, you know, they did talk about I that I thought being it probably did happen at one time. How could that, back in, like, the 30s or 40s, have been There's a, safe uh, to do a medical procedure like that then, you know? There was an SNL skit when, when Melissa was on, where they talked about those old, when they, they did that old actress, the old actresses, and yeah, they were talking oh, about, yeah, and a bunch of yeah, bones removed, yeah. and... <laughs> <laughs> I love when she does that character. That was one of the only other funny things on that episode. Yeah, that wasn't my favorite Melissa one, yeah. but it was still good. Anything oh, yeah. with her is good. So, <laughs> has Cher ever hosted SNL? I don't. Know. I don't think so. She's been parodied on it, like with the yeah. uh, the hair thing with Christina Applegate. That I don't, and I don't think she was ever a musical guest, but. I, that I remember. I remember always hoping that she was going to be on the Muppet Show when I was little. And oh yeah. She never was, but I read that um, apparently she was supposed to host an episode of the Muppet Show, oh. but then for whatever reason, it, it never happened. Mm-hmm. Well, they made that. They were on. Uh, she and Sunny were on Scooby Doo, the uh, the new Scooby Doo Mysteries movie or something. I can't remember that season that had all the celebrities on it. But like that Bill Stiller and the yeah, Harlem like Globetrotters. Like like their little picture mm-hmm. in the corner. And the, the yeah, yeah, like the the screen at the beginning is a flashlight and it showed like Cass Elliot this week or whatever. Yeah. But like uh, all the good ones are not on DVD because oh. like I don't know why, but like Rights Batman and, and Harlem Globetrotters and those are out. But like. Phyllis Diller, Cass yeah. Elliot, Sonny and Cher, the Adam Stanley, I think, is not available. And uh, that's like when Jodie Foster was the voice of Pugsley. Would that have been that period yeah, of the seventies? Yeah, seventies oh, version. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So. Well, I just researched. Um, Cher was a musical guest on Saturday Night oh. Live, and it was when um, this album we just talked about was was out. So she performed "We All Sleep Alone," and I found oh. someone. Oh. Oh, I can't believe I missed that. <laughs> we all sleep. I bet I watched it and I just don't remember. Yeah, it's from November 21st, 1987. Oh, wow. Who was and the host? I don't know. It doesn't say. That would be too... I'd have to do too much cross-checking. It's oh, not, there. It says Christina Applegate and well, played the, her on that thing. And the, yeah, on the episode in 1993. Yeah, that was the 90s. No, alcohol. <laughs> and somebody oh. played her sister or her friend. Speaking of her relatives, tell them what you oh yeah about her mother. My very favorite episode of I Love Lucy, and what's the name of that episode? Is it called like Paris Fashion or something? Something like that. Well, it's the one where they're in Paris and they and she, I don't ever remember the, the names of certain episodes. <laughs> she and Ethel want designer gowns, and they're watching. They're at a cafe watching people walk down the street. And they're in like these kind of wild gowns, and one of the women is Cher's mother. Oh, wow. Georgia Holt. Yeah. Remember when Georgia Holt released an album a few years ago? <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I sort of remember that. It was that, like a country album, I think. She and Cher made that movie all about her mother's life, but I've never seen it. It's yeah. like only an hour too, I think. Was it like an HBO documentary Maybe. or something? It's you can you can get it from Amazon, but it was like. It's like, I don't feel like paying $9 to watch this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was just looking at Cher's next album that uh, in the chronology with the Love Hurts album that we talked about a little bit before, that um, she does a cover of a Kiss song 
A World Without Heroes, which was on Kiss's flop yeah. album, The Music from yeah. the Elder, which has you know been critically reassessed later, and people uh, appreciate it a lot more. So I need to check that out. I, I'm sure I heard it at one time, but I don't remember it. That's the album with Save Up All Your Tears. Yeah. Oh, okay. And love and understanding. Not enough. <laughs> love and understanding. I listened to a lot of 60s share this week in preparation for today. And they were a, she did a lot of covers. Well, um, almost everyone did. Yeah, lots well, of yeah, artists did. Like, um, this, I'm looking at the sunny side of Cher. Oh, that's in good condition. Matt has the vinyl album. And this is the album that her uh, hit Bang Bang came from. Love that. But there's a lot. Our Day Will Come, The Girl from Ipanema, Like a Rolling Stone. I mean, every one of her albums had like a bunch of covers. Oh, Sand River. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I skipped right over that one. <laughs> it's not unusual that I ever say that. Oh, the Tom wow. Jones song, yeah. So time might even be a cover. I'm not even. So sure. our, I don't think all of her albums are out on CD. I no, I don't no. think so. The thing That's I sad. Yeah, the thing I downloaded was a like a discography, and it was pretty complete. Wow. But uh, and I had to, <laughs> I had to divide it into different decades because. I didn't like hearing like a 60s ballad and then a boosh, 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 yeah. like yeah. 90s dance song. Yeah, but sometimes that's way. okay, but. I have that vinyl, that Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves. Yeah. That's the one with all the, with her, is her hair hanging down in front of her face? Yeah, that's her hair. Yeah. And yeah. there's the one, there's a version of this that's only a close up of this. Yeah. Uh, this has, I think, my favorite chair song. The Way of Love. That's my favorite chair song. That's the name of like her greatest hits, too, I think. Yeah, I think the she has a compilation love. called that. Yeah, there is Ooh, a... That's when she had an accent over the evening. <laughs> <laughs> so your favorite Cher song is not her cover of Walking in Memphis? Walking in Memphis. I would rather hear her version of that song. Than yeah. <laughs> her, version, her version's really good. I Yeah, I enjoy that. Well, I remember, like, kind of when she was starting to make her comeback in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. It was before the Believe album. <clears throat> she had that song called One by One. Yeah. And I have the oh. CD Maxi single of it. The original version, I had never heard the original version. I had only heard the dance version of it. But the original version is like a ballad. Wow. I, I mean, that's, heard that. that's, that's like where video. she got the, the direction, obviously, to go in the Believe concept but i think we should hear some of that right now okay the remix I guess then after playing that song, we have to segue into the biggest part of Cher's career, at least in probably most people's eyes under the age of 30. Well, it's Believe, and it was the most successful era of her her musical career. career, Yeah. (laughs) I remember the award show she was on. Ken Kevin didn't remember this, but Matt, do you remember 
it was around the time this song came out. I think it was the first time I ever heard it, though, and it was a recreation of the video, and she was, like, oh. wheeled out on stage in a glass box, and then all these people were cool. dancing around her, just no. like in the video. That's cool. I know I didn't imagine that. No, well, I'm sure it happened. Clearly you did, because neither Matt or I remember it. <laughs> I would swear, up and down, I saw it. I mean, the sad thing that, well, I don't know if it's that sad, but the thing that I remember that I associate with this song is being tipsy. <laughs> well, it's that time. <laughs> Walking around with a cocktail, listening to yeah. this song for 50 times in a row. And this is the song that kind of introduced the universe to auto-tune. Yeah, which yeah. Is, which, My friend when I sing. Ugh. But... Cher didn't use it because she can't sing. It was just oh, an, it was okay. just a cool effect they used on her voice, and they do she it very used, sparingly on the song. That yeah, she used it very well. Yeah, but very now strategically. But now it gets you. It's so overused, and it's used well, on yeah, people it's... that have no business even being in the music industry, like me. Right. Uh, wow. Well. Yeah. So Scott, <laughs> you have no reason to be in the video industry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and Scott keeps threatening that he's going to include his version of The Music's No Good Without You. And I was just like, no. You can stop that at The Music's No Good. Oh. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. Why do people think I am the way I am? This is why. Oh, oh. no. I support your projects. You just don't want to hear them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> support your projects when you keep them to yourself. Yeah, keep it in a, keep it in a dark room and don't let anyone see it. Or well, let's hear a little bit of Believe. I believe mm-hmm. I will. I can't believe it's been almost 20 years since this song came out. And I was only 15 years old when this Yeah, came right. Out. Uh-huh. albums kind of like thriller where every song pretty much stands up i mean there were so many yeah. hit singles from this like all or nothing and strong enough and i know one of you guys's favorite songs is taxi 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 taxi, <laughs> <laughs> taxi. i run away is my favorite mine was all or nothing yeah i really oh, love yeah, all that's or nothing. really good too. but i really like the song from an album she had a couple years before a dance version of we all sleep alone yeah, that's that's uh, on this one, right? Yeah, yeah, that's on this one. Yeah. yeah, this album always kind of reminded me of like it was her version of Madonna's Ray of Light. Yeah, just how I can like see that. electronica ish it is. It is. It's not as experimental sounding. I don't think as Ray of Light for as much as that was for Madonna to change directions. But I could see the connection. Yeah. I just burped. I hope people couldn't hear it. <laughs> My 
bodies making all kinds of weird noises. So this has nothing to do with Cher, but I'll I'll oh. tell you this story. I was having trouble sleeping a few nights ago, and um, I was just hot and I didn't feel well. And I um, got out of bed and I was just like sitting on the floor up next to my bed, and I had a I have a fan in my room, and I turned the fan on. And it was just kind of blowing on me, and I kept hearing these weird like gurgling sounds like going like through my throat and my chest and it was like was it a chest burster from alien getting ready to pop Um, it was ava my cat purring she was she was sitting (laughs) she was right behind my head and i was just like it was just she was just purring and i was like oh it's her it's not me because i was just like am i dying what are all these noises i get that all the time like i i I remember when i was in school i would if I hadn't eaten anything, which I try to make sure I did, but if I, I would be so embarrassed if I sat in class and my stomach would go... Yeah, wah, 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 wah. Mine, mine does that gurgling and bubbling yeah. a lot, too. So, and this is off topic, even though I did mention it. What are you guys' thoughts on the new Alien movie? Alien Covenant? I uh, don't have the first thought about it. I know it. you don't. I'm just... <laughs> I don't know about it. I Here's what I... I, there's so many people in that movie that I like that I kind of don't want to see it because I don't want to see them go through that. <laughs> I've, I've never even seen a trailer for it. Oh, I've seen the trailer multiple times. There's so many good people in it. Well, I'm not a fan of Danny McBride. I'm kind of... But you know what? If he plays like a pilot-type person, then he would fit into it, I, I guess. I was pulling for him to get killed. I, yeah. I didn't even... I had never heard of him before. I had no idea until our friend Stone was talking about him because Stone said that it, he's been mistaken for for Danny McBride before. Yeah. Like, in public places. And I was just like, I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, he is popular, but... The, I forget, I don't know what this actress's name is, but she was in that Harry Potter... What's the Harry Potter... Harry Potter! The, Harry Potter the, the Fantastic Beast. She was kind of them. like the main girl in that. But oh. she's, she's the, the captain of... Oh, okay. Yes. The captain She's really of her heart. Well, I would be more excited to see Dublin get killed by me. I'm seeing this with our friend Andy tomorrow. I'm going to see it in 3D because I saw Prometheus in 3D, and those are movies that are actually filmed in 3D. They're not converted, so... I liked Prometheus. I liked I liked it more over time. It took me a long time to warm up to it. I liked the alien ride at Disney World. Well, you, it's not really the alien ride, but it's it's like that ride that takes you through different movie sets. And, and you go into that one section. It's like the inside of the spaceship. It's It looked real. Yeah, and there's like a Sigourney Weaver animatronic with a flamethrower. That's really good. I'm only interested in a in an alien movie if Sigourney Weaver's in it. And Jeanette Goldstein as Vasquez. Oh, yes. <laughs> I remember you had never seen the first Alien, and I made you go see oh, Aliens God. in the movie theater when it was at the, finally at the dollar movies, and you thought it was good. That was not exactly your kind of movie. That uh, was on TV like real fast, Alien, because I remember seeing it on TV. Really? Yeah, that's the first time I'd ever seen it, and I it was s- edited, but not that much. I saw that movie at the drive-in, and it scared me to death. Yeah, yeah, that scared me. Story about the lady that came to the video store when Aliens came out. Yes, and. This woman was not one of my favorite customers, and she wanted to know, well, how come it's called Aliens now? Because when it played at the theater, it was called Alien 2. And I said, no, that's not true at all. It's 
aliens. It's always been aliens. And she, we just kept having this back and forth kind of thing. And she just swore up and down it was aliens, too. And she said to me, she goes, you know, the customer's always right. And I was like, but you're wrong. <laughs> and then I would have pulled Not up. today. I would have pulled out my iPhone and Google and showed that. Yeah, that's they, kind of they didn't have the internet. I know, I know. But, like, to the, like, if I saw, I still remember her name. What is it? Let's publish it right here on the, on the podcast. No, Look her up on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. She was like the queen of dance in our town. She, had, we like, had, she had a dance studio. Oh, KT. Yep, yeah, that's her name. If we had our echo microphone, we could call her. Oh, so you are an asshole. So <laughs> Matt and I, when uh, we we get mad at people, it's we kind, worked at kind of serial momish of us. <laughs> we it's like, before caller ID. Yeah, but remember, like when you had to like when you would use your credit card in a store and you would have to write your phone number on the credit card slip. Yes. If. Matt worked at a different store than yeah. I did. And we, if we didn't like you, we would write down your phone number. And then we would take these. We got them, I think, from the dollar store. Mm-hmm. They're these big plastic echo microphones. <laughs> and we call the people up. And when they'd answer, we would just say, you are an asshole. <laughs> asshole. 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 Well, they they deserved it. it was they, had they, had to, they really had to do something to deserve yeah. it. But that was before... Caller ID yeah. ruined all our phones. Well, then we did kind of segue into calling people from pay phones for a little while. Yeah, oh, we, that's true. Yeah, we did this because right. I, I participated in yeah, that. Remember when we had, yeah, like we enjoyed it so much that we we moved to a pay phone <laughs> where we couldn't yeah. you, you couldn't trace the call. Well, I mean, unless you had professional equipment, I right? Guess. Yeah. Well, unless you were the victim of it, and you threatened to call the FCC telecommunications oh. to you know to put the guy. Well, he on didn't. That. He's not listening. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Should we tell that whole story? No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep that private. Well, now people are going to want to hear it. So there was somebody that... I don't think we should tell the story. There's just somebody we didn't care for. That we for. didn't care for, that we knew. I didn't really know him that well, but we... He did me wrong. Yeah. And he. I remember he would... Yeah, he was just kind of... He would ask inappropriate questions and he just was he was inappropriate so from my house kind of a creep this was before caller id from my house we did we call him and tell him he was an asshole i forget oh we said some horrible things you did (laughs) i think that was the phrase fat amish fuck oh yeah oh yeah let's feel i'm feeling bad right now so he he star six nine us and we're like oh my god he star six nine us and so i just let the answering machine get it and he left this message on the answering machine. And that's when we your machine. Well, I have it on a tape somewhere because you, that was when your answering machine had was had a cassette tape in it, and you would make you made me a mixtape, and that was the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> and it said, it's it said like attention. Oh no, that's what we said. We said attention, oh, yeah. fat Amish fuck. Yeah, um, but no, he called back and said. I have reported you to the FCC telecommunications. And then I think he called back and we said, no, you didn't. And even if you did, they're not open on Sunday. <laughs> oh. So, oh, the joys of phone calls. But anyway, whatever. Now we sound no <laughs> better me, than cyber yeah, bullies. No, let me reiterate that. He really did deserve it because he was pretty... He yeah, was we, it, was, it was totally serial mom-ish. Okay. We never did anything to anyone that didn't have it coming. Right. Oh, and it was not, nothing too hard. It was just all <laughs> in good fun. Yeah. 
No one got hurt. I'm feeling pretty bad right oh. now. <laughs> well, what could make you feel better? Some share? Yes. Yeah, this, that had nothing to do with share. We really got off on a tangent there. I think people like when they find out well, that stories. Well, it sounded like the, uh, the believe uh, a sound effect with that. <laughs> yeah. I still have mine in a box out in the garage somewhere. I can't, I don't it's know. orange and yellow. Yeah, I remember it was two different colors. Yeah. All right, well, Matt, you had a request. Or did you want to play that song at the end? Let's play that after you do the ending. Play All it right. like after the... Well, so what's another song we want to hear from Cher, a little snippet? I mean, we've pretty much exhausted all the stuff from Oh, let's talk about her never-ending farewell tour. Oh, yes. (laughs) Which we saw. I didn't get to see it. We saw it with Cyndi Lauper opening up. Yeah. I thought you you and... Mm -mm, I didn't go. I remember we went with some other people that we don't really... Hang out with much. Hang out with now, but... I think we've told that story before. Yeah. How someone was driving us drunk in a, in a bus. <laughs> yeah, one of us should really have volunteered to drive because we weren't drinking. I was not a drinker at the time. At I'm the time. still not a drinker at this time. Well, the same cannot be said for me. Well. <laughs> and tomorrow night I'm going to have some decaf coffee while I watch Twin Peaks on Showtime. That sounds like a good idea to me. Mm-hmm. It sounds like the complete opposite of a good idea to me. <laughs> <laughs> Looking on the screen it says personnel. <laughs> it says Kevin Aquan makeup. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so sad. He passed away, but he did her makeup for a long time. He did. And there's some really cool pictures of her in his books. He, I have that his book called Face Forward. It might be that one that... It has a picture I, of Amy he, Sedaris as Angie, Angie Dickinson, policewoman. Oh. <laughs> one of them, I think he did her up as like Merle Oberon, the old movie star, a share. Oh, I don't know. Isn't he? That, is. re- that was I remember her eyelids were really super glossy. It was cool. Well, I think then we're going to wrap up our share song. We will finish the podcast with Matt's special request. It's like a call-in request. Kind of like, <laughs> I'll, I'll tumble for you. First time, for, uh, oh, yeah. time listener, first time caller. Yeah. So Matt is the person that we talked about last week on the Culture Club episode. With oh. <laughs> for you. Yeah, when I got hung up on that was... So, did, have you listened to that? It was a that? banner moment. Did you listen to that? Yes, I did. Did you like the Price is Right music? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that played in my head when it happened. Aww. <laughs> See, bad things have happened to you, so it's okay to prank call someone. <laughs> what do kids do nowadays that's, like, good, clean fun? They don't. That's probably their, all more mean. They let like, their overprotective parents sort that out and deal with it. It's yeah. not our problem. Cyber bully people on Facebook. Yeah, and then oh. that's not, that shit's not. That's fun. not clean fun. That's No. Mean. That's hurtful. I don't know. Do kids still write notes like they used to? I used to write notes Nates. every day. I, I don't know, but my sister, her bottom drawer of her desk was full of notes. (laughs) And then sometimes she would throw them away in the trash can in our bathroom. Like, I don't know if she would sit on the toilet and read her notes, (laughs) and then she would just throw it in the trash can that was next to the toilet. So then when I would go in there occasionally to go to the bathroom, I was like, oh, there's reading material in there. (laughs) And I would read read those notes. And they they always were like folded up into like a little triangle or something or oh my yeah like they'd been folded so many times so they were real little so they were easier oh yeah to, pass. to stick in the little vents in your locker yeah yeah I remember that. or you could fold it up remember when you could make a f- like 
You can make a football out of a piece of paper. And would, flick it. And flick it. Oh, I don't think like I ever did that. Doing a goal and have yeah. someone hold their thumbs up together like a goal. Oh, okay. That was the closest thing to organized sports that I ever did. <laughs> yeah. Flipping, that was as sportive as I ever yeah, Flipping the football note. <laughs> I thought of one more shared thing I was going to mention earlier that yeah. I forgot. Do yourself a favor and look up the Varla Jean Merman video for Dark Lady. It is hilarious. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I've seen that. <laughs> I remember that. It's very, very funny. Varla Jean Merman, Dark Lady. Varla Jean Merman is a drag performer. Yeah. Who enjoys cheese. <laughs> Velveeta, specifically. Yeah. And had a Velveeta cheese baby, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> like the baby low. Velveeta. Yeah, yeah, I know. I remember. Yeah. She ate it like... There's <laughs> lots of Varla Jean videos. Oh, yeah. There, you'll, get, you'll go down like a... Varla Jean a rabbit, rabbit, hole. rabbit hole. Because they're all funny. You'll be entertained for hours. She eats a bar of Velveeta like a candy bar. What? <laughs> 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 Like Titus Burgess was drinking ragu out of a can. Oh, that was so <laughs> funny. The the new season of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt just started yesterday, and Matt and I have spent hours <laughs> watching it already. I think we're both up to the same Yeah, that's kind episode. of wild that we got to yeah. the same one. I watched the pilot in the next episode, and I liked it, but I never carved out any additional time to watch more of it. It's a shame because it's such a funny show. You might be a different person now that it's more pleasant to be around if you watched <laughs> Kimmy Schmidt. He's going to be it. very happy for a long time because... Don't count on it. I, I will. I, I think he'll be happy. I hope. New releases, please. All right, so what are some new releases that you guys have encountered that you'd like to discuss? Well, there's Kimmy Schmidt on Netflix... So good. As you've stated, um, as you've indicated, on this past Friday, Erasure's new album came out, "World Be Gone," and it sounds exactly like everything else they've ever recorded. <laughs> it just means it'll be good. Yeah, it's good. It, the songs are kind of slower, mm. but I've I've listened to it a couple times and I really enjoy it. But they're I one haven't of my, listened to it yet, but I... They're one of my favorite bands. I'll look forward to assimilating it into my iTunes library. I need to do that when I get home. I haven't done it yet. And then there's the new Serial Mom Blu-ray that came out. Did yours arrive, Matt? Yes, it did. Thank you mm-hmm. very much. Scott got that for me for my birthday, and You're it arrived welcome. on the release day. Good, good. Thank you very much. It's got some extra goodies on it. It's There's a new... It's not really an interview, but it's a discussion with John Waters, Kathleen Turner, and Mink Stoll. That was really enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was like the only new thing, because the other things seemed old to me. Yeah, there's like something that had um, Sulo in it, yeah. and um, but I think that's Pat old. Moran. Yeah, it was older, and there's like a little featurette that when videotapes used to come out, like to video stores... Occasionally, you would get like a promotional videotape that had something on it called a featurette that would have little clips from the movies, and it's like an electronic press kit. Is what yeah, it would have like a weird voiceover, and um, they've included that. The theatrical trailers on it. I think there's a new commentary with John Waters, yeah, and Kathleen yeah, Turner. I was hoping that was new because yeah, I, I haven't seen. watched that. The, I haven't either. But I think his original commentary from the DVD is on there as well. It is. I don't. I don't have it. I've I have it on my birthday wish list, which is coming oh, up well, soon. You'll get it. So, <laughs> you'll I get did it. not order for you, but you'll get <laughs> yeah, it. I'll get it. Okay. Well, the nice thing about it, though, I, I I've stated this so many times when 
Blu-rays come out. They make new artwork for it. Mm-hmm. That really annoys me. But the company that put this out, Shout Factory, Shout Factory, Shout Factory does a really good job. They what they do is they include the original artwork sometimes. So when you open the Blu-ray, you can see it through the, the case. original artwork, and you can flip it. You can take it out and flip it around so that the right artwork is in the case. Yeah. Some of their movies, because they specialize in a lot of genre and horror movies, they um, they make really nice artwork that I, I do appreciate, but sometimes I like to go back to the original and flip the artwork and pretend that the new artwork doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. It's nice to have that option. Yeah, it's good to have that option. Yeah. Well, I guess my only new release of the week is, in case I haven't mentioned it or you might have forgotten, the Twin Peaks is going to be on. In fact, <laughs> it's going to be airing within hours of when this episode posts. So I will What's try... Twin Peaks? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, I will try to not um, spontaneously combust when I finally watch that. And we I'm should just... To watch it too. Yeah, I'm excited on Scott's behalf. Um, but we should mention that the episodes that come after this one, we're just going to have like a little five minute or 25 minute. No, it'll be like a little five minute. Just thing. a little concise little thing toward the end of the episode. If you don't care about Twin Peaks, you can FF right through it. Right. But, but you'll probably want to watch and then listen to hear what we have to say about it. Or even a just, lot of our listeners do like Twin Peaks. I know. I know. Oh, but I'm sure there are others that don't give a good goddamn. <laughs> yeah. So. Aww. I care about it because I did like it up to a certain extent. My issues, and I've said this before, but I need to say it again. The negativity that I register mostly has to do with Scott's overuse of the words Twin Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't think that's on purpose is it i wouldn't you just do that turn everything not in real life he doesn't turn everything into twin peaks that's just yeah, for that's this true. podcast yeah yeah most I, of I the would time say i hadn't heard you say that for a long long, long time so yeah well i think he's saying it now i think i'm saying it. <laughs> i mean i have been waiting is happening. like two and a half years since they announced this show so it's kind so of hard to believe stated. that it's actually going to come back so you've stated but it is so I guess that will wrap things up for this episode. We're going to close out with, Matt, do you want to say the name of the song of oh, Shares? The Way of Love. It's my favorite Cheers. Cheers song. All right. Well, you can find me on the Twitter at twitter.com slash I'm so sure podcast. And you can find me at facebook.com slash I'm so sure podcast. And once again, we want to thank our great friend, Matt, for appearing on this episode. It was a lot of fun to have you here, Matt. Thanks for having me. That was fun. And we'll I wasn't done do speaking. One. So anyway, you can also, oh, what? <laughs> you can also find us on Instagram under hashtag I'm so sure podcast. And if you go to our Facebook page, you can send us a private message. We always enjoy hearing from our listeners and we enjoy it even more. If you ask what our address is so you can send us a postcard from wherever in the world you are listening. Or like Twin Peaks Funko figures too. Oh yeah, I need to order those. <laughs> I knew that sigh would be coming. Get that now because like that Golden Girls one was only available at the New York Comic Con and it's like $700 now. So Ugh. make sure somebody gets that for you if you don't get it for yourself. All right. There's a Golden Girls clue game coming out. It's not, I, I thought that might not even be real. It was it's so real. You yeah. are so real. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.
that you like a lot and you fall in love but he loves you not if a flame should start as you hold him near better keep your heart out of danger dear for the way of love is a way of woe and the day may come when you see him go then what will you do when he sets you Sure.